Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast with adult ingredients just for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and wondering how the fuck that happened. Thanks for joining us on the Podfix Network. I'm Jill Farrell. And um, I'm Jana Biggs. Um, So our topic this week is odd and sort of gross. I'm Ron Burgundy. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Ron Burgundy? (laughs) Maybe. Uh, But no, seriously, our topic this this week is odd and sort of gross. It is. No, it is. I think that's, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, actually, far <laughs> and actually far more random than usual since I'm consistently on shuffle. Um, we're having yeah. a drink. <laughs> I stole that line from her, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> we're we're having a drink that's fucking insane, and we're talking about random, crazy, insane recipes we found online or other places. I shall not admit to where. Um, do take it on. So, actually, you know, the the inspiration for this topic came from a recipe that we're going to discuss, one of the first ones, because I found it this week. I was actually looking up, uh, well, I'll talk about that later. First, let's talk about this. It's, it's a very, oh, my God, what are they even talking about here kind of recipe. And so, because it was such a confusing, weird recipe, we had to find an equally confusing drink. And so, this one is called an absinthe swizzle. And I know, you know, we had absinthe in the last episode and you'd think we both really love it. And I would say that that's not true. Neither of us are actually like huge absinthe fans. It's like, okay. Nope, 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 nope. nope. But, you know, neither of us really are like super absinthe people. (laughs) But this drink's ingredients were like 10 times weirder than last week. So this is basically an absinthe drink. It's absinthe is the primary thing, but then it also has... Cream de menthe, uh, lime juice, and orja, which is the almond syrup. To me, it's kind of like a cough medicine-y drink. It's not like Jaeger, but it's a, it, it's a lot. And when I let T taste it, he described it as if AI was asked to make a drink. This is what AI would come up with for the drink. <laughs> and at this point, I think I should insert the audio from the video you took when he sampled it because it was fucking amazing. And... Okay, I showed John the Brit the video, and he goes, mm, "You're gonna if you use that in the podcast, you're gonna have to edit out a lot of pauses." And I was like, "No, I don't think so. I think they add to the impact." <laughs> so we're well, gonna leave the pauses. He pauses quite a bit. That's just him. You want to taste tonight's drink? I'm scared of tonight's drink. It's just, it's just weird. First, I'm hit with pineapple right up front, and then I'm slammed with licorice. Well, there's no pineapple in it at all. Really hard. It's just... It's really unusual. Well, it's got absinthe. Yeah, it does. And cream de menthe, lime juice, and almond. I'd fail that test. Super weird, right? It's not altogether bad, but it's like, I wouldn't order it again. <clears throat> I mean, it's not as bad as Jägermeister. Oh. Uh, oh. I could kind of see myself, go, yeah, like going back, like, 
go like, oh, that was really weird, and setting the glass down, and then a couple minutes later picking it up again and re that's kind of how I'm feeling. Rinse about and repeat. It. It's definitely warming. It's just very strange. Yeah, that's really unusual. It was like it was like you asked an AI to make you a drink and that's what it <laughs> made. <laughs> Alright, I'm with ya. Yeah, I agree. You can use that on the show. I will. So what do you think about this drink? It's fucking craze balls and since i used a green cream de mint mine looks far more like it should be on some really cool ass sci-fi show than yours does but um the first couple sips i'm like <laughs> but the more i drink it the less i care yeah i think that's true i think like the more i drink it the more i'm like it's not as bad as i initially thought but i would basically yelp it like two stars it's not super gross or terrible, but I definitely wouldn't order it again. Yeah. If someone gave it to me free, I'd be like, nah, why the fuck not? It's free. I wouldn't. But I'd be like, eh, no thanks. If it were the same price as like a nice black orchid or a mule or even last week's 21st century, I'd be yeah. like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Thanks. Agreed. If I had to choose between this and last week's drink, I would go last week's drink any day. And last week's drink, I would still not order again, but I would I would give it like at least maybe two and a half stars. It was just not it was not my favorite, but this is less favorite than the one before. But it still isn't the grossest drink I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, because we we've, we've both gone to college. We've had gross yeah. drinks. This is yeah. not that, but but yeah. it's a trash can punch. So, <laughs> oh lord. Or a it's, Jager just, bomb. it's just not good. So in general, I do want to start talking, though, about what inspired this episode. So as you may or may not know, March is National Celery Month, and it's been that it's been celebrated for several years. And celery is actually very, very good for you. Nature's um, plus. Yeah, it's got actually one of the things that's really interesting about celery is that in the leaves, which not a lot of people use, it actually has hypocotyl, which is, um, it's actually got a numbing agent in it, and it's excellent for weight loss. Okay, I will quit harshing on the celery vibe. Yeah, well, you know, I wouldn't harsh too hard on it, but it's, it has a lot of vitamins and minerals. It's got a lot of things that are really good for you. You know, they say that if you take like celery salt, I actually really like celery salt on my Bloody Marys. I think that's delish. Oh, agreed. And I like the little white pieces of celery, of course, much better than the green celery. But I never knew until recently that you could actually just like peel celery. Like you could peel all those grody strings off. And I'm like, well, that makes a big difference. But if I eat enough celery, that hydrocopal or whatever I just said, hypocotal, <laughs> actually, uh, it it will numb your lips. Interesting. I wonder if that's what they use in all those limp plupper. Maybe. Things. They use celery goo. Yeah. Anyway, 
So as I was looking through this, um, <laughs> I was just looking through Yumly, which is a, a website that I subscribe to, and they've got really good recipes and all this stuff. But I ran across this recipe for celery croquette. And I like croquettes, like potato croquettes. And oh. so I pulled up the recipe, and it was craze balls because <laughs> of the way it was written. And usually, Yumly is like, it basically goes through and kind of curates food blogs, I think, and then it links back to them. And this particular one doesn't link back to anything. So you can't really get any of the, like, you don't understand what it's telling you. Like, there's no directions really or anything like that. So when you read the ingredients, and I'm going to read them to you because they're so funny. Okay. First of all, this says that it's for four servings. And it starts with 80 potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but potatoes. then it has 25 flour. 25 what? Yeah. It says 25 flour. It says 15 sauce. Don't know what kind of sauce or anything like that. It says 10 butter. And then it says 50 butter. 150 celery, 40 onions, and 30 tomatoes. And then it's all bound together with two eggs. And I, I just feel like legitimately two eggs is really not going to hold all that together because with 80 potatoes and 150 celery, just those two things together, I really don't feel like two eggs is really going to do it. But if this is really just going to do four servings, I want to know who who are they making this for? Who is who is for who, who four people are eating this is, is what I would like to know. Jolly Green Giant is the first thing that comes to mind, but not enough. Well, I looked up a couple other recipes by this same person. This, this person whose name is Cook Rook. Cook. One of one of the other things they had was various pumpkin dishes on are there. They, are they Russian? I don't know. I'm feeling a Russian vibe for no discernible reason. I don't know. But they had this thing called various pumpkin dishes <laughs> that had ingredients of 150 cottage cheese, <laughs> 20 milk, one half eggs, 15 sugar, 40 butter, 20 cumin, and wait, then you add 200 eggs to that with 50 milk and 25 flour. And I'm like... I. And because it's a various pumpkin dish and it literally didn't have any pumpkin in it, I thought that was particularly good for you. <laughs> we'll stick a pin in that because there's a reason. But in your head, with the, are you picturing like um, a cartoon um, assembly line of stuff like cows with the udders squishing and that? Whole I can't even, like, I can't even, I can't even picture it like in my head like I can't picture how much is 150 cottage cheese you see I just picture like the cows going and and the Looney Tune song and just like squeeze 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 I shake 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 I don't know and I mean there was a lot of things there was another thing that the same person had that had a real amount of things like it had Okay, it was a salad of calendula flowers, radish, and grapefruit. Same person, but it was one orange, one grapefruit, one avocado, one handful of rocket leaves, 20 grams of calendula flowers, some grapefruit, some orange, 
one piece of rocket leaf, but then it just said salad. <laughs> and then it said radish and one slice avocado. I think this person had their taste buds forcibly removed during some kind of weird. I, I, lit, I literally don't know. But just the fact, like with the celery croquette, my, my real favorite part about that, though, was the 80 potatoes being bound <laughs> together by two eggs. Because 80 potatoes and 25 flour with two eggs, I just thought that was incredible. I can't even imagine trying to figure out what that's going to turn into. Some kind of measurement got deleted in the translation. I don't know. I legit laughed my ass off when I first read this recipe. I laughed so hard and it it legitimately brought me joy. And as I started reading through this, I just thought this this has to be part of my world. I don't want to make it because I don't want to peel 80 potatoes. But that's so much stuff. And I wonder what else is out there that's like this. Not necessarily just crazy measurements, but, you know, crazy stuff. What I'm hearing is I need to learn to cross stitch and I need to make this in some kind of cool cross stitch pattern that you can frame and put on your kitchen wall. Oh, my God. I would love that so much. (laughs) I would put it up there. It would be amazing. Oh, no. Challenge accepted. That's fucking amazing, though. Holy crap. But as I started looking through things, I was surprised at the kinds of things I found recipes for. Both both from the fact that there was actually a recipe for it and the fact that, like, who the fuck would eat that? (laughs) Like, I legitimately, on on the recipe site, Mm allrecipes.com, I legitimately found a recipe. It's a peanut butter sandwich recipe. But it is, it is peanut butter. (laughs) Hold on. I'm scared. It's peanut butter, mayonnaise, and lettuce. (laughs) What? But the recipe itself legitimately says two slices of bread, one tablespoon mayonnaise, two tablespoons peanut butter, two lettuce leaves. It's legitimately got a recipe. It says, like, put the bread, put mayonnaise on one side, peanut butter on the other side, put the lettuce leaves on top of the peanut butter, put the mayonnaise slice on the thing. And it, I mean, like, it literally tells you how to make this sandwich. And I can't, I can't even, first of all. But it does remind me, like, the lettuce piece is actually the piece that throws me off the most. Yeah, what the f- Because... My dad used to make a spread out of peanut butter, mayonnaise, bologna, and pickles. And he would take that and he would put it through the meat grinder and he would grind it up and make a spread out of it. And he would make that sandwich. So. Okay. And you know, I loved your dad. But from someone who's legitimately eaten possum, that sounds fucking gross. He was poor. I like peanut butter and bologna, and I like peanut butter and pickles, so I don't know that adding the mayonnaise to the mix would actually make that big of a difference. And I like bologna and pickles, so I feel like the the, the three together are going to be pretty good. There was a hot dog place in a town I used to live in that had what they called an Elvis dog. And it was a hot dog that had peanut butter and bananas on it. Okay, this girl who grew up on hot dog casserole is now fucking judging you. 
it wasn't bad. Like, oh. T and Millie got it on a dare. Like, they were going to do a daddy-daughter gross-out because we used to have this this tradition called daddy-daughter gross-out where they would both eat something gross. And they were both like, oh, but this isn't, this is actually kind of good. <laughs> Damn. Then they've obviously never had possum. Well, that sounds horrible. It is. It's terrifying. Gamey doesn't describe it, but no. I was going to say, sounds gamey. <laughs> I'm really fucking confused. Um, and I mean, that makes Elvis's peanut butter banana sandwich sound fucking normal. And that was Elvis's peanut butter banana sandwich. He also put bologna on it sometimes. Same thing. <laughs> okay. Quick aside, did you used to watch David Letterman back in the day when he was on Late Late Night on NBC? I guess, probably. He used to periodically call his mom for some sketches. Um, Okay. And in, I can't remember, Indiana, but um, there was one night he called her and said, I really want your recipe for uh, fried bologna sandwiches. And she goes, okay, you take bologna. He goes, "Uh uh-huh. And she's on the phone the whole time, completely deadpan because she's used to her son. And um, she's like, you you throw the slice of bologna in a pan. Uh-huh. And you fry it. Uh-huh. Then you put it on bread. Yeah. And you have a sandwich. <laughs> I mean, for some reason, the letdown of it was the funniest fucking part. Did you guys eat fried bologna sandwiches? We did. Uh, no, but I ate mayonnaise sandwiches. We ate fried bologna sandwiches. My mom called them mother-daughter sandwiches. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We'd have them. They'd be special. That's adorable. Why mother-daughter sandwiches? Did she explain, or was it just... It was just what we ate when my dad was at work. Oh, that's that's actually really cute. Yeah, we, they were special for us. Aw. Cute. So what did you find? Did you find anything particularly lovely? Okay. Um, well, what I found, I checked to see if I still had it, and I did. And Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't still have the original pumpkin soup recipe, so <laughs> I'll come back to that in a minute. But I did find I actually kept a fucking recipe book I had that apparently I kept updating and I'm flipping through from March 2000 through November 2000. While you find your recipe, I do want to call out that we had rules in place for our recipe surge. Yes. Um, Yeah, we had some rules and the rules were... Hold on, I'm finding them. Okay. The rules were that, one, they had to be actual legitimate recipes. They couldn't just be, like, random shit that people put together online. Um, Because there's plenty of that kind of stuff online that you see. And and it had to be from this century. Because there's lots of stuff that you look through those 1950s and 60s cookbooks that you're like, what the actual fuck? In fact... If you've ever taken a a look at the Gallery of Regrettable Food, which is one of my absolute favorite websites of all time. Yes! It is literally one of the best things. It will make you laugh your face off. (laughs) 
So it has to be from this century and maybe not foreign stuff because there's a lot of stuff that we think is gross that other people really, really like. Like I saw some sort of Marmite and cheese sandwich that I was like, no. I think that sounds good. It was Marmite, cheese, and uh, there was something else. Oh, ketchup on top of it. Looks yeah. horrible. HB anyway, so a lot of stuff that's foreign, though, just seems gross to us because it's unfamiliar. So that's it. And it didn't always have to be gross. It could just be the odd measurements, like with the celery croquettes. That was just super <laughs> weird. It might be a really delicious food, but just the measurements are insane. Mm. Potatoes. So <laughs> tell me about your pumpkin soup. <laughs> well, no, actually, I was going to tell you about something, a j- pumpkin soup adjacent oh adjacent but i'll stick a pin in the pumpkin soup because anyway i'll come back to that in a moment but this is derail you (laughs) it's okay between april and november 2000 i found a notebook i kept because i had subscribed to the campbell's meal mail and please, Campbells, don't hate us for this. It's a snapshot in time, okay? Every day, yeah, looking at this every day, they would email you a new recipe of a meal you could make for the family using Campbell's soup. Oh, wow. And I have every recipe. I printed them off, apparently, between April and November of the year 2000. Um, of all these recipes of things that, and, and, and frankly, it was practical and I made a lot of them because you know me, I need idiot proof recipes. These are idiot proof. Are they? Well, yeah, I guess there's one Campbell shortcut risotto. It was actually, I remember making this one. It was actually good because it had like butter or margarine a chopped onion, long grain rice, chicken broth, can of water, Parmesan cheese, throw it in a slow cooker. Okay, it said saucepan. I threw it in a slow cooker because I had to work all fucking day. And um, come home and eat it and you're, go- and you're golden. It's, it, was, it wasn't bad. Um, but there are also... Uh, uh, there are also odd things in there like... Um, Pepperidge Farm Strawberry Shortcake Pastries. Um, and I, I still... Wait, I'll they're made with soup? No, this, was, this oh. one wasn't made with soup. It was just Campbell's family of products. I, I, I apologize for misstating earlier. But this one had like Petri- Pepperidge Farm Frozen Puff Pastry Sheets, Sliced Strawberry Sugar, and Sweetened Whipped Cream. I mean, that's all there was to it. But it, it was for... It was for idiots like me who couldn't cook, who tried to cook. Like, no, that one you could, like, you even you couldn't fi- fuck that up. Like, I that's, that one's pretty easy. I could fuck that up, but that's a whole other topic. But when you talk about those branded foods, though, I actually found one that was a recipe for the Big Red Heinz ketchup cake. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a cake with ketchup in it. Even I don't have the balls to try to pull that shit off. I mean, there's cakes with all kinds of stuff. There's cakes with mayonnaise and cakes with all these other things. But a cake with ketchup, I was like, that's pretty awful. I just, I don't feel like that's appropriate. 
but mm. it's a legitimate recipe that's out there. And honestly, the reviews, it's got five four-star reviews. <laughs> like, that's kind of amazing. You know what? I mean, that tells you, I mean, ketchup will inherently have a lot of sugar in it because I may not be good at cooking, but I'm good at chemistry. Okay. So, you know, it, it's kind of like the same reason you can substitute applesauce for eggs and a bunch of things as an emulsifier. Interestingly enough, though, in Canada, the Canadian Heinz ketchup cake only gets 3.7 stars. <laughs> That's the land of poutine, so I don't even know what to do with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure, but... I would not want to eat a ketchup cake. just feel like that's going to be a nope for me. But I want to come back to an earlier phrase. You said okay. pumpkin, pumpkin soup. Yes. I couldn't find the exact pumpkin soup recipe, but I found a very similar pumpkin soup recipe. And I'm sorry, I'm, I still want to try it sometime because I still think it sounds good. And you, you can just well, you just, you can try it. Just just feed it to your family. Well, no, because I know knowing my family, Nina's the only person who would eat it with me. Because yeah, just drunk housewives. You could make it for them. Okay, I will. I will do that for them because it has like butter, um, chopped onion, garlic, light brown sugar, cinnamon, pepper, nutmeg, pepper, cayenne pepper, and white pepper. And pumpkin puree, vegetable broth, whipping cream, kosher salt. I still think it was good. You got to make sure you don't get the the already seasoned pumpkin puree that's got like the cinnamon and shit in it. That would be horrible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what I did last time. Uh, and my taste buds are just so fucked from the possum that I can't deal with it there anymore. Are, there are. I'm sure there's people in the world. And we'll probably hear from them. But there, I'm sure there's people in the world who really like pumpkin soup. I've seen it cooked in the actual pumpkin itself. And no, don't, nope, nope, don't Note do itself. Nope, don't do it. <laughs> nope, don't do that. Next time you come visit. Oh, wait, no, I shouldn't say that. Or you'll never come visit again. I would barf on you. <laughs> you are so kind, though. I tried so hard <laughs> in front of you. Uh, anyway. I really did. I tried. But that was hideous. But is there another recipe you would like to share? Actually, uh, yes. <laughs> I, I found I found one that's a fairly new recipe. Ooh, it is for a pizza, which you would think it's hard to ruin. <laughs> well, yeah. <gasps> Oh, John the Brit and I watched an entire documentary about pizzas, and I yeah. know someone who has offered an opportunity to invest in Pizza Hut on the ground floor, and, yeah, and didn't, and didn't because he thought it sounded like a losing proposition, and he kicked himself later. I mean, thirty years later, he was telling me, you know, I could have, I could have invested in that on the ground floor, and I didn't, and I'm like. Well, okay then. But well, yeah. This recipe kind of starts out by saying, the first time I saw potatoes offered as a pizza topping, I thought it was what? one of the dumbest things I'd ever seen. Right? Yes. 
Okay, so then me then he goes on to talk about how if you use potato chips, it's completely delicious. No. The sodium. No. Potato chip pizza. Crunchy. No, soggy. (laughs) So basically it's pesto. It's a pesto pizza with potato chips and they use cornmeal. (laughs) It's got pesto sauce. And instead of like mozzarella cheese, they use cheddar cheese. And and I'm like, I don't know. Okay. I I have issues. I'm not feeling it. I have issues with texture, and that sounds like a texture nightmare. Agreed. I think it sounds horrible. It's not, I mean, it's not peanut butter, mayonnaise, and lettuce horrible, but it (laughs) sounds horrible. Oh, please tell me at least the lettuce isn't iceberg. That's the most worthless of all lettuce-i. Oh, it it was iceberg. Yeah. In the picture, it's iceberg. Fuck fucking iceberg. I hate iceberg. Well, you know, the iceberg farmers like it. Yeah, well, you know, they're just in it for the money and not for the love of the field, aren't they? I don't know. I don't know what they're there for. What what (laughs) do you got next? What do you got going on? Because I've got a really good one that I want to save for last. (laughs) Okay, so you remember me in the past talking about the hot dog casserole my mom used to make? Yes. Just for shits and giggles. I googled hot dog casserole. I'm sure you came up with a ton of them. I actually, I did. And I found one that actually sounds kind of amazing, even though it involves hot dogs. I want to try it. I legitimately like hot dogs. And I know that that's not a popular opinion, but I actually do like them. I do too. I mean, it's not like other things like possum, but... um, (laughs) Stop saying possum. But I legitimately loved mom's hot dog casserole with the Velveeta and the ketchup, even though I know it wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea. I wouldn't like it with ketchup because I don't like ketchup all that much. There's something about the baking of the ketchup that almost, I wouldn't say caramelizes, but it... I don't even put ketchup on top of meatloaf. I put Heinz 57 sauce because it's so much better. Is it though? Yeah, it's ketchup with a kick. To you, it is ketchup with a kick, but there's nothing, it has to be Heinz and not Hunt's. No, it has to be Heinz 57 because that's the best, that's the best one. And and everybody I've introduced you to is like, you're right, this is better. Okay. Heinz ketchup is the better of the ketchups. Agree. Agree with that. But there's I love things. I love Heinz 57 sauce. And I actually had a, a boss once who said, oh, I'm about to turn Heinz. And I looked at him and I'm like, what the fuck? And he goes, I'm turning 57. I'm like, oh, click. Well, it's my Heinz year. Someday I'll be that old. Yeah. But, um, but no, I Googled this. And this actually sounds like a really good hot dog casserole recipe. So I want to share it. Okay. Coming back to the topic at hand. There's like three tablespoons of butter. Two tablespoons all-purpose flour, there's salt, there's pepper, there's milk, there's medium red potatoes, so it's not, um, you know, mashed potatoes like we had, but that's okay. A package of hot dogs halved, 
Um, an onion, which I think is a great ad because it gives a Chicago vibe. And shredded uh, cheddar cheese instead of Velveeta. And it's like you melt the butter and stir in the flour and salt and pepper and add the milk. You bring it to a boil and thicken it. And then you add that with a third of the potatoes and half the hot dogs and half the onion. And then repeat it in another layer. And you bake it for an hour at 350. Sprinkle it with cheese. Boom. Hot dog casserole. I actually think that sounds good, and I kind of want to try it, except I would somehow fuck it up. Do you think there's a big difference between hot dogs and bologna? (laughs) Well, I've actually done a tour of a factory where they make both, and looking at the slush that gets put into the vat that produces them, no, not really. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it's basically like flat hot dogs. Mm Hmm. Or two bologna. Yeah. Yeah. I did find a recipe for, it's, it's called a potato salad cake. And so it's basically potato salad that they make. And then they stick hot dogs all the way around the edge of it and then cover the top with pickles. So I have an existential question for you. Okay. Is hot dog a sandwich? Yeah. Anything that's between bread is a sandwich. You came to that decision so easily, far quicker than the internet ever has. Well, the internet thinks about things too hard. They put way too much thought into stuff. Like, what defines a sandwich? Something between two slices of bread. It's probably why I get along with the internet so well. A bun is two slices of bread that are joined at the bottom. Well, yeah, but a hot dog isn't like a slice of deli meat. Doesn't have to be deli meat. Peanut butter is not deli meat. It's not, but a bun is also not flatbread. It's What about meatball sandwiches? It's not a sandwich. You don't it's think a meatball sandwich. sandwich is a sandwich? I actually don't know. What is it then? And now begins my existential crisis. It's a, it's a sandwich. Okay. Two slices of bread is a sandwich. That's the it's, silly thing I ever heard. Okay, so it's called a sandwich, but I think it's more of a hero. Or a gyro. Hero, or, sub, whatever. You know. Yeah. But is it not called a sub sandwich or a hero sandwich? Yeah, but, it, but it's kind of like Colin... Um, the thing you lay in your eyes, a pillow, only in shape and general concept, not in actual form. Why? It is a pillow. <gasps> okay, we need to talk, but let's move on because... We'll have to hash this out next weekend. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that later. Okay. We'll circle back. We'll put a pin in it, circle back. Yes, let's... I like that. So what? Oh, that's not one of my podcast topics. That's something else. Okay. Sorry, I was researching pillows. <laughs> so what have you got for me, my lady? My last, my last recipe that I brought is actually serves really well with your hot dog casserole. <laughs> it is the most abhorrent 
thing I've read about in many, many moons. It is actually the hot dog water slushy. <laughs> and it's it's technically a cocktail, I suppose. So basically you take a bunch of hot dogs, you simmer them till they're warm, take the water from the hot dogs, put it in an ice cube tray, freeze that. Then you take a beer or whatever wait, booze. Hot dog water? Yes. Just wait. Yeah. So then you take the beer or whatever booze you're choosing to incorporate into your slushy and put that and the hot dogs themselves in the blender. Blend them on high until smooth. And then you get the ice from the ice cube tray that had the hot dog water in it. Now it's all icy. Blend that up so it's nice and slushy. Put that into your hot dog, into your glass that you have now rimmed with ketchup and mustard and garnish it with a slice of hot dog i thought we were friends that is literally a recipe that exists on the interwebs and it is the most disgusting thing i've ever heard of i, I you could totally eat that with your hot dog casserole and what's the difference what's the difference between eating them all blended up or eating them solid because solid, I can at least appreciate a lot of the flavors. The other, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't, I do I drink a steak? No. Just saying. It's a thing. I'm just replying. It's, it shouldn't be a thing. Oh, but speaking of hot dogs, I have to get off this topic fucking fast. Speaking of hot dogs. I think these are adorable. Have you seen the um, how to make hot dog octopus? Yes, I have seen those. They're fucking adorable. The ones with the spaghettis in them? Yes, and you just... Or the ones where you just cut up the bottom of the hot dog so it spreads out over, like, for example, a plate of macaroni. Yeah, those are cute. Those are cute. They are cute. That's much better. Why did you send me that horrid picture? It looks like fingers burning on top of meat. Yep. Well, I'm sending you pictures of hot dog cakes. <laughs> I hurt. I hurt. It's okay, well, hello. Speaking of cakes, um, I'm not looking at this text you just sent me quite yet because I'm going to hit this first. No, you'll, you'll puke. Okay. Speaking of cakes. Okay. So rhubarb to me has always looked like, um, you know, you heard the expression, um, put lipstick on a pig. Yes. Rhubarb looks like lipstick on celery to me. I would agree with you. But it, it tastes better. But you have to have it really seasoned right, though. With strawberries, usually. Strawberries or a lot of sugar. I mean, when you cook rhubarb the right way, it can be it can be yummy, but it's kind of it's kind of goopy. Yeah, I, but it's better than okra. Oh fuck! I hate okra. We'll come. I don't even care how okra is prepared. It, it's always gross. Apologies to any um, gumbo loving friends, but um, I actually found a recipe when I was just looking for weird recipes for a rhubarb and custard cake bar. That looks kind of amazing because it looks, yeah, right? So sometimes these things can surprise you. 
Um, but the thing that still surprises me to no end, it, it, and I want to explain why. Okay, I'm going to backtrack 90 million miles to a conversation we have not even had oh, yet good. today. But I had with John the Brit yesterday. Um, I'm excited about that. For no reason whatsoever yesterday, I looked at John the Brit and I said, you know what I really, really miss? I miss the fish fries that I grew up having with my dad and his friends and their families, which um, <laughs> fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Anyway, <laughs> that was a nice emoji you just sent me. Anyway, um, the, but it was this entire countywide thing where everyone would go to this the this one landing on the river this one guy owned. Everyone would go there. They bring side dishes. People would have competing fish fry stations, and it was fucking amazing. But the reason this comes up is the best batter was my dad's very best friend who made a, a fried catfish with this amazing beer batter. So I get the appeal of a really good beer-based recipe. Sure. Like beer batter, beer beer soups. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Beer soup. Yeah. I still have trouble wrapping my head around the whole beer can chicken thing, though. Why? I, I know the beer is supposed to infuse through the chicken, but just it, it looks like terribly inappropriate things are being done to a chicken carcass, and I have a lot of trouble getting past that. I think that's true. They are. But the picture, granted that that said, the picture I found online, it's a very pretty looking chicken, but it's on a can of beer. And what happens is like the beer just like steams is all. Yeah. And that's even what the thing says, but it still terrifies me for no apparent reason. But, but I'm going to show you this picture. Look how pretty it looks like a really fucking good chicken. That is a pretty good looking chicken. And yet I'm terrified because of what it's fucking sitting on. And it looks uncomfortable as hell. I don't care if it's dead. It's uncomfortable. And chickens well, might be the insects of the animal world, but they're they still deserve some dignity in death. The picture I just sent you is for um, a bologna cake with mayo frosting. What the actual? Basically, it is layers of bologna with mayonnaise and mustard, um, and they took the bologna, layered it with mayonnaise and mustard. And then they just layered it, layered it, layered it, layered it, layered it. And then the outside part is covered again with mayonnaise. And then it has little tiny pieces of like craft shells and cheese. But the whole, all of the white that you see there, that is all mayonnaise. I like mayonnaise, but I also, I just spotted the picture you, you texted me that's immediately above that. Is that hot dogs and fucking gelatin? Yes. Uh, oh. Not unflavored gelatin. <laughs> mm. Just you can delete it. At least it's on the, oh my lord, that's terrifying. I need to hurt. I need to hurt. I need to hurt. I hurt. You do I hurt, hurt, apparently. 
I do hurt, apparently. Holy shit. What the actual fuck? Why do people put these things in their faces? I don't know. I don't know at all. Like, who uh, who would eat these things? Like, what is your world that you're like, let's just, let's eat this. This seems good. Uh, it, it's like if I wrote a, a cookbook and invented, <laughs> invented from whole cloth the recipes myself, and no one fucking wants that. That's that's very 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 true. That's very true, and that's in so many ways. It's just like I mean, like holy crap, that's not okay in so many ways. And it's oh god, I have I have goosebumps right now. <laughs> I really do. I actually do. It's so gross. But regardless, okay, okay, <laughs> getting it back together. Getting it back together. Okay. Just remember, you can find our topics in the actual recipes that are delicious for what we drink, whether it's good, bad, or medicinal. Just post it on our website at alwaysneverwrite.com whenever I get to it. And we do have a contact us page for a reason. So send us love. Don't barf on us. We appreciate it. Oh, please. We'd love to hear from you. And I really need to have my spirits elevated. So reach out and stroke <laughs> my fragile ego and make me feel better because this hurt. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for a who the fuck would actually eat that episode of always. Never. Right. I'm Jill. And I'm the terrified Gina. Thank you so much for making us a part of your week. And we'll talk more next week, medals. And thank you for joining us on the Podfix Network. Uh, I'm going to go home and cry. I am home. I'm going to go to bed and cry. Yeah. That's some ugly stuff, man. Mm. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guilty as sin assholes.